Hello, welcome to End Now Comics. Uh, I'm joined this week by a crippled Leo and John Seiler. I'm going to talk a little ah! news. <laughs> ah! um, uh, first, I'm going to start by watching. I have not watched the Suicide Squad trailer because I just for- I came out while I was working and then I forgot it existed. So- Connor McGraw, Hunter Davenport, and John Scott came to my house for not liking King Kong, and they fractured my rotator cuff. I want that on record. Okay, I love the fact that they're in a car, and John Cena just has that <laughs> helmet on. Oh, yeah. And King Shark's just hanging out in the back seat. And I feel like we should have all been watching right. it. I like uh, that intro yeah. part. I'm like, she's just like, hi. Yeah. She also has Javelin's Javelin. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, makes sense now. Uh, that's also John Ostrander as the the doctor that puts the the bomb in the skull. Uh, is he one of the original writers? Oh my god! Artists? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yes. I just got to win King Shark. Then that's Stallone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Polka Dot Man. Oh yeah, I forgot what his name is in this. As like the calculator, the thinker. 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 Okay. <laughs> I like how schlubby King Shark looks. Yeah, he looks good. Well, I like that they went with a different look than like what the Flash TV series did, where he's like a buff, like mini kaiju. Mm-hmm. I kind of love Cena in this. Like, he's so good as this like douchey straight man. Oh yeah, I think there's like a reason why like Peacemaker's oh. getting a show. Yeah, King Shark ripping people in half. Yeah, and this girl that's Ratcatcher too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh shit, Starro! Yeah, got some kaiju in this shit. Okay, so this—it looks like a fucking blast, right? Yeah, this is like so James Gunn, like it's and it's a perfect like thing for him to make. Like it's it's, it's like doing uh, Guardians, but like with shitheads. <laughs> yeah, so it it so it like so I I watched this trailer like a kind of a couple times, uh, like to kind of like because. I think you can kind of tell, like, what the movie is, like, at least from this trailer. I think it's, like, you have, like, the first initial team of the Suicide Squad with, like, Captain Boomerang, Mongal, um, Davidson, uh, Weasel, and TDK, and, um... Javelin? And Javelin. Harley? Well, and, yeah, I think Harley's probably gonna be... Uh, and then Savant. I think, yeah. like, they, I think they go to basically, like, deal with, like, whatever, like, kind of, like, bullshit's, like, happening, yeah. like, in and this area, and then they all get, They like, all get wiped out, except for Harley and, uh, what's his name? Well, I think they, I think they don't get wiped out, but I think they all get, like, starrowed. Oh, that would be interesting. So then they send the secondary, and, like, the thinker, like, might be, like, there already, but then they send in the secondary team of, like, the Polka Dot Man, King Shark, Bloodsport, the Peacemaker, the Ratcatcher 2 to basically like go and go and get like everyone out, you know? Mm. Uh, it seems fun. I like how ridiculous, like that they're leaning into the ridiculous. And again, that's the James Gunn. Like the fact that seemed like they're on the bus and like you see Idris Elba and then like he you just have like John Cena who just still wearing the helmet. Oh, yeah. Like they, I just love the idea, like, oh, he just never takes it off. Like it, that, that makes sense for that character. And you're right. Like 
there's obviously a reason why they're like immediately like, all right, that character gets a show because there, there's a shot of him. Like, I guess when they're going to rescue Harley Quinn, he's like in like a next to a he's like somewhere high up and he's wearing like jean shorts and like a tank top and his stupid helmet. Yeah. And his big and he had, like he's I'm trying to like, snipe with his giant handgun. And I'm just like, why? I like it, though. Uh, but yeah, like I like I think like all the costumes look really cool. Like everyone looks like they're having like I like it. It's a trailer, but like everyone looks like they're just having like a ton of fun. Like uh, like and like I I I can't wait for this. Like this looks great. Like I mm-hmm. like I, like I I wanted to like the first Suicide Squad movie like so much, but like you know, like Will Smith like. Didn't play Bloodshot or uh, Deadshot. He just played Will Smith. Like they like kind of like hamfisted the Joker shit that just like never takes off. Like they they're fighting like this demon god that like doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like everyone, it like this is like like John John Ostrander is in the trailer. Like this is like his giant love letter to like eighties Suicide Squad, and it like. It looks like it's just like like there's just like so many like DC films like the Zack Snyder like not to like hamper on this fucking guy for again but like there's like so much of Zack Snyder's vision of superheroes that I feel like the last thing he wants to do is do superhero stuff like Peacemaker looks like the Peacemaker from the comics and it shouldn't work that's a really bad costume but like <laughs> it looks so good on John Cena. Well, because it's and John Cena is playing it so seriously. It's so. But that's why it works. Like it it works. You can't play that kind of a character is funny because then it's like it'll come off dumb. But playing it super straight makes it funny, which he's doing perfectly. Which also shows it's great writing and good directing. This honestly, yeah. This also reminds me a lot of like Shazam. And Aquaman, mm-hmm. and like, and I'm not like huge guy, a fan of Aquaman, but like, I'm not Aquaman, either. Yeah, but Aquaman like fucking at least embraces like the the comic book aesthetic, and Shazam um, totally he, leads into it. They put him in that orange costume, and they make it cool looking. Yeah, like that enough uh, is like that. them doing something. Like, I, you, it, it, and that's also James Wan. So like, yeah. And there's like so many that you know, it's like there now. There's like people who are like. Oh, like they should bring Zack Snyder in uh, to like to like finish his vision of the Justice like you know. No, he's all, done. All, once the Suicide Squad movie comes out, all that talk would be done. Like it's like this this movie would be like like King Shark rips a man in half. Like well, long like, later with just like, a head in his hand. Like long ways he rips a man <laughs> in half. Yeah, at least he did it top down, so he died first. And even it, worse if it was bottom up. And it still feels it's Ooh. it's dark and gritty, but it still also feels like a well, the, comic book. And well, it's like and like that's all char- I want at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, well, you don't need to do extra dark and gritty if the characters are like essentially dark and gritty characters. You yeah. just need to like the, like they're gonna be killing people. That's just gonna happen. Like it's yeah, kind of I, like sorry, Leo. Go ahead. Now say I have a question. I guess more does Starro. Do we think that the Suicide Squad is going to take them down? Castaro is like a Justice League level my, villain. My guess is and I know it'll be dumb, like but... Starro will attach to somebody and like it'll give him like his version of like diarrhea and that's how they'll win. What? Uh, I know this is far fetched and dumb, but I feel like, well, like, I, perhaps... like mental diarrhea. Like he'll go, he'll attach himself to like 
Harley would be too like easy, Weasel? but like somebody else, and like it'll just like break him. What if like the like main Staro? What if the main Staro is not that Staro? It's a small one. Yeah, it's like and they and they put him in a fucking jar and they call him Jaro. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love Jaro though. I, um, I kind of hope that like what? maybe at the end Justice League comes out. Like for whatever we get, oh. like two minutes, two minutes of like Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot. Ezra Miller. There's no way any of those people did anything. We would uh, all know about it. That would um, be so cool, though. The only other thing just I think of is if, if just, like, Ratcatcher just has, like, a billion rats attacking at once, and oh they just eat it. <laughs> right? It's just, like, a oh, tsunami God. of rats. And I think that's, like, the other thing I really love about this movie is, like, um, that first Justice League movie, you know, like, it's, like, they have, like, characters that they, like, try and, like, uplift, like, El Diablo, and katana but like at oh, the end God. of the day Fucking... they just or, or 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 like killer croc but they don't really do like anything with them and i just feel like this trailer like 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 here's a really cool part with idris elbic here's a really cool part with captain boomerang here's a cool part with the rat catcher and polka dot man and it's like everyone like it's like it's like an ensemble cast where i i feel like it's like like savant has like his own like 20 seconds and i guarantee you savant is not making it in this film like savant is a character that was actually supposed to die like in his first arc that he shows up in the comic but like fans loved him so much that they that gail simone brought him back but like also like there's like so much of like secret six i feel like that's also like in this trailer like there's like going to absolutely be a point in this film where King Shark runs at a guy and yells, "I'm a motherfucking shark!" and eats him. <laughs> <laughs> like, and but and also they got like the perfect voice because I kind of love like it. It seems like of getting Stallone to just play like dumb, like like Juice Head kind of like just just a dumb guy, but like yeah. with the Stallone voice is great. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love like choosing like a lot. Like I don't know who Bloodsport is. Like I don't like I don't know a whole uh, lot about like the polka he, dot he's, man. He's like your fifth ranked bad. Um, like he's below Sportsmaster. Yeah, and 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 I oh. and I think that's like really cool for like a movie called the Suicide Squad because like at the end of the day it was like that first Suicide Squad movie. You initially were like, oh, I know who's like surviving this film, and I know who's dying who in this film. <laughs> yeah, but like in this movie, it's like. I mean, like, I know the guy who's playing the Polka Dot Man, but he's also, at the end of the day, playing the Polka Dot Man. Yeah, you know? he's, like, a half step above Quilt Man. You know? <laughs> the crazy uh, quilt, that's his name. Which I was going to say, that's, like, a good say, because it's David Das Malachian or whatever. The yeah, guy who's in, like, every comic book thing, because he's in uh, Dark Knight. He's, like, one of the crazy people. He's in... Um, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp, he's yeah, Baba Yaga. The, the, he tells the story about Baba Yaga, yeah. Yeah, and then he's also in Flash. He's in the Flash oh, TV yeah? show as Abracadabra, and he was literally oh, on shit. this week's episode. I, like, I, okay, like, I literally, like, I was, like, watching this trailer, and I'm like, man, like, this, like, the guy who plays the Polka Dot Man, like, he looks really cool, like, I kind of want to know, like, I know he's in a bunch of other stuff, and I saw that he was in the Flash, I'm like, oh, and he plays Abracadabra? Like, that's so cool. And I watched the clip where he, like, first shows up and he's doing magic tricks in front of the Flash. And, like, oh. Gyp- and Gypsy shows up. I'm like, oh, like, that. they still call you Gypsy in this show? Like, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, that, that, that was, like, a whole thing. And uh, I think they just, they actually, 
they I think because they made her I don't know they did I think they killed her off. Um, but, his but second guess, appearance has been really good. He's also in Dune that's coming up. Because I I thought because I was reading his Wikipedia and it sounded like he only shows up for like an episode and dies. No, he's in the new. He's now in two episodes. He was in one like five years ago or four years ago. Then he was in literally this week's episode. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's he into, like he he does the whole like he's from like the 30th century or whatever, and it's yeah. interesting. And like all the techno- all the future technology he uses, mm-hmm. he pretends to be a magician, which is just like, oh, that's like perfect flash villain. Yeah, um, yeah, he's super fun, and that's fun. Uh, but all the, I, from watching Flash, it's it's so not there, and comparing it to Superman and Lois, which is still been rocking, and it's so good, and I highly suggest it because they are doing some real interesting things in, like, the idea of, like, the Superman mythos that are really fun, and I don't care. Do you guys, are you either of you watching it, or care if I spoil, like, a thing in it? Go ahead, because uh, I'll probably yeah, forget. Go ahead. go ahead. Um, so one, like, there's, like, two main antagonists. One is Morgan Edge, like, super rich billionaire douchey, douchebag. Uh, the other one is an alternate... Is that his name? Or, yeah, Morgan Edge, he's a comic book character. Okay. Um, the other one is an alternate Earth Lex Luthor, mm. who on his Earth is a good guy and part of like he basically and you can oh, take it's, like, this, Al- it's Alexander Luthor. Uh, he doesn't. He says like it's, they don't. They haven't said his first name. He's Commander Luthor. That's all we hear from his AI. But he comes from a world where Superman just started taking over and started killing people. Maybe Damn. it's a meta commentary on someone else's universe, or they're just doing an injustice. No, well, it's not. It's just him. He came over, and uh, his, he's trying to kill this Superman so that he won't become that Superman. Uh, Did he kill that Superman? They aren't saying. Well, all those all those other worlds disappeared in Crisis, so he's somebody oh. that's like left over from Crisis. That's like, and it's real interesting. And like, oh no, it's fun. The guy playing Sam Lane has been in a million things. Uh, he's the lead in Congo. He was in Nip Tuck. Um, He's awesome, and you hate him. And it's like the t- the kids are written so well, um, and they're doing some interesting stuff. I like what they're doing with sm- like with the town and with Lana and Lois is like fucking awesome in the show. Uh, the kids are so good, but like you watch that and then you look at the other CW stuff and you're like, this shit's doomed. Like the production value is insanely different. Like it looks they have like a little bit film. of HBO money. I think so, but like it like. It's similar to the production value, although it's not like the, it doesn't look the same as like Stargirl did. Um, mm. But like you can tell it has so much more budget, and especially because Flash is doing a storyline I hated and they're doing it in the show. The the force quest with the other forces, like the Stove Force oh. and the Strength Force. And they showed. I, I think I saw reading before that happened. Yeah, it's real bad. And like they showed like the Strength Force person which is what I'm assuming, and it is... It looks like Mortal Kombat Annihilation level DG. Like, it looks... You know, actually, it looks like the monsters in, um... What was that stupid Will Smith movie with the vampire, not vampires? I Am Legend. Yeah, it it looks like that, but muscly. So, like, a Goro version of that. Like, it looks so bad. And, uh... It's just terrible. Um, 
I guess the, before we go on to the other, well, we could stay on the DC stuff. So, well, so like one last thing I wanted to say about the Suicide Squad movie is like, um, I think it's like pretty funny that Sean Gunn uh, is doing the mocap and the voice for Weasel, who is like, you know, Sean Gunn also did the mocap the, for oh, Rocket I'm, Coon, sh- I'm and, sure it's a hundred percent like a and, good goof on it. And Weasel is just a hundred percent like, yeah, it's a Rocket Raccoon, except for we made him like really gross. gross. <laughs> he has rabies. He's gross and dumb. I have one uh, question for you guys because you guys seem more familiar with the comics. Um, what is something that you kind of, kind of hope shows up, whether it's like a big storyline or like a small thing or like an Easter egg that you kind of hope shows up in the, in the movie? Suicide Squad? They, yeah. It's not really a comic like that. Cause it literally is like an ensemble comic where they just like kill people off every once in a while. Like they never, they don't ever do too much. Like the fact that Starro is even in it is mind blowing to me. I, I really mm. wish Enchantress would show up again, but like she has like her like her comic costume, the comic costume with her with a big green hat. Like God, that costume oh. is so cool. Only if they have her like in a full on relationship with Killer Croc, like she did in the comics. Oh, so here's like another <laughs> thing I actually did not actually realize about Peacemaker is that Peacemaker was originally a Charleston character. Oh, really? From like um where the question is and Blue Beetle. Yeah. Do you and do you know who his Canada, analog is Captain in Adam. Watchmen? Because the oh. Watchmen was, was oh, basically yeah. what he is. He's the comedian. No. Mm-hmm. What? Like when when Alan Moore wanted to write Watchmen and use really? all his Charlton characters and DC I guess that were makes like sense. no. Because you know, Captain Adam is the uh, is Dr. Dr. Manhattan, Manhattan and, and, and Owl is Blue Beetle and the yep. and Rorschach is the question. Yeah, like the it kind of makes sense. The comedian analog is the peacemaker because he is kind of like the peacemaker is like a super is like kind of like a crazy right wing Captain America. And uh, that, I don't think he's quite John Walker. I think he's just like I like yeah. I I do not know like a whole lot of history about um the peacemaker, but like I do know like he has like a very fraught relationship with his dad, and that's like. That's like a whole thing, but like his whole thing is like he wants to like imbue like peace and justice everywhere, you know. But like he'll oh go at any lengths for the peace and justice. This is like, like I like, just looked at the, the the thing and it's ridiculous. Like he's a pacifist diplomat, so committed to peace that he's using he's willing to use force as a superhero to advance peace. Yeah, so he's a complete contradiction. But it says he uses non-lethal weapons, so it'll be interesting to see if the movie plays on that or not. Do you, do you oh, guys oh, think oh, Smith that... later learns that his peace, peace through violence efforts were the result of a serious mental illness brought on by the shame of having a Nazi death camp commandant for a father. He believes his oh, father's shit. spirit haunts him continually and criticizes his every move, even if even as he tries to live down his path. Oh, oh how, how the fuck are they going to? There's almost no way they're addressing any of that in this, unless it's like some weird other version. Like I could see them maybe doing like he had a sibling who did some fucked up shit in like Iraq or something. If they mm-hmm. even touch that, um, yeah. Oh, apparently the last time he showed up okay. in comics was in like a one shot. Like he's in panel for in do in like a a spot in Doomsday Clock. I got a peacemaker himself. <laughs> he's just untouched. Um, so to stick with the DC movie stuff, 
it's kind of interesting casting, but like they cast one, I'm surprised this movie is still in existence, but they cast Pierce Brosnan as um Oh Doctor Doctor Fate. Fate. It's aren't we gonna see his face for a lot of it? Because of that's I'm wondering I kind of hope he's just playing the boo. That he's just the voice of the helmet. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really fun. Because like I looked at it and like Helen Helen Mirren's in it, but she's a character so she's playing the villain, but from what I like, her oh, character is right? not a comic book character. Like so it's these, a mythological so these, character. So these are for different films. So so it looks like they're doing the. He's going to be part of the JSA that's going to be in the um, Black Adam movie. Yes, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. All right, and then Helen Shazam? Mirren, but then Helen Mirren is going to be the villain for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Oh, oh okay. I thought they were in the same movie. Okay. No, it, yeah. So the the casting I have up here are like three yes, different correct. castings for three different films. So like, yeah. So first off, uh, yeah. So Brosnan's going to play Doctor Fate, and he's going to be part of the JSA uh, along with Aegis Hodge as Hawkman, Noah Centino as Am Smasher, Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone, and Marwin Kenzari uh, is in an unknown role. I have no but idea I who any of those people are. That, um, can I say that I like that the only white person in this movie will hopefully have his face covered the whole time, as a uh, with um, Pierce Brosnan. Like I guess it's I, it sounds a little gross when I say, it, but like a lot of people are people of color as a JSA, except for uh, Pierce Brosnan, and he presumably will have his face covered the whole time. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. I imagine if you looked at the JSA, like you could probably also like look at like. With, uh, who the because Marvin Kinsari, uh, uh, Kinsari played Jafar in, in the Aladdin movie from a couple years ago, but like, you know, oh. like, you know it's like there's like there's already all like there's not a whole lot of JSA people left that you could pick up and play, so it's like you know, he could be Sandman, uh, or like you know, the or the old Sandman, he could be like, yeah. you know, Wildcat, he could be, you know, there's like a handful of like other kind of character, like. Uh, Red Tornado, you know, even though yeah. Red Tornado fucking sucks. <laughs> the guy playing Hawkman, I recognize him like a ton of stuff. I just didn't know his name. He is from it, what was that one TV show like Forger or Leverage? Leverager? I saw as he was in. Yeah, and he was and in this. And he was in NWA. He was a uh, MC Ren. Oh my god, who is Noah? The guy playing Adam Smasher is in one of the. Sh- he's in so many shitty shows that my wife watches. Because he's in like all those young adult movies, like mm-hmm. Sierra Burgess is a loser. To all the boys I love, to all the boys I love too. P.S. I still love you. The perfect date. Uh, he was like in all those like Disney family things. Uh, Quintessa Swindell. I don't recognize her at all. Um, but it's interesting. It may, if they're trying to modernize it, like it, it makes sense for and. Like Carter Hall could be anybody. Like he fucking gets reborn all the time. So and Pierce, and Pierce, and Pierce Brosnan's the second Bond to be in a DC product because mm. because uh, uh, Timothy Dalton is now Calder. Oh yeah, that is right. Yeah, cause, uh, I keep forgetting that. I was like, oh, what did anybody else do? No, um, I kind of would want him to just be Naboo though, like to just be the helmet, and it's for the helmet to come off else. and somebody else. Yeah. I don't know if I want it to be. I would prefer it's Nelson. Um, was it? Well, then you would have ben to Nelson? have this. Then you would have to have the person who plays like 
you know, the actual like Doctor Fate to be like a big reveal. Like, yeah, well, that's what I think it would be really fun if they did that, and if it was like, and then to introduce the what's it, Khaled is the second Doctor Fate in the movie would be fun. Um, as him getting the helmet, and then you could keep Pierce around, but like, not you can lose the other cameo character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who'd be because what is the it's Kent Nelson, right? Yeah, the yeah, the um, somebody who would be good in my mind would be like, um. What do you call it? Luke Skywalker, uh, Mark Hamill would be really fun as a reveal under the helmet. Oh, really? Yeah, because Kent Nelson's supposed to just be like some schlubby dude. Like, he's just like, it fell into his hands and he just has had it forever. Um, I do not know a whole lot about Dark Fate. I know know that he has a bunch of magical artifacts that make up, like, you know, a lot of his costume. He's essentially kind of like the the Doctor Strange analog for, like, the DC verse. He's more, he is, but he's more like, so the helmet contains the spirit of Naboo, mm-hmm. who is like the world's first sorcerer. And so when he puts on the helmet of fate, that personality takes over. And like the, under the, the most, helmet is a different person. The most I know from Dr. Fate is from the Young Justice cartoons. And I started rewatching it recently. And yeah, like they, they go to the part where they, where they show up with Kent Nelson. And he's like, I haven't put it on in 60 years because it's kind of dangerous, but. I'll put yeah, it on it takes again. Over, like you have yeah. to basically trick the boo to remove it because once you put it on, you lose all. Like you're not in control. Yeah, which is like the a lot are- of like, which is like a lot of like those um magic based DC heroes like Jason mm-hmm. Blood. Jason Blood has like the same thing with when he becomes like the demon. Oh yeah, well yeah. he isn't the demon. He just swaps places with Etrigan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There is definitely. It's kind of like I was trying to think of like another character. It's like, but it's like another. It's like a symbiotic relationship, but it's like very one way. Where like the helmet just needs like a host, but it's like the most powerful thing. And also, Naboo is a like a giant piece of shit. Like he's an asshole because um, <laughs> he's like the Lord of Order. So like he will do shitty things because it serves like order and not chaos. Yeah, he, yeah, he does a little like, bit of that in the Young Justice. Where he's all like, yeah, eh, I don't care. He's like opposite of Wanda Maximoff, like. Also shitty, but for like opposite reasons. Like he's super control freak. Um, I guess we could see with all those other like kind of invincible oh, well, did, came out. We haven't. Oh, well, I haven't watched well, it. Well, so also uh, Helen Mirren's going to be playing the villain. Oh yeah, in, I'm sorry, I forgot. In Shazam: Fury of the Gods, it's kind of like all we kind of know about that. Um, yeah, her character is not a combo character. It's just a mythological character. Uh, and then oh, like the, okay, then Ron Livingston will. Join the Flash movie, taking over the role of Henry Allen on Barry Allen, uh, Barry's dad. An uncredited crude up was seen in Zack Snyder's Justice League in the role, but scheduling conflicts with Apple TV's The Morning Show meant that he had to. He does aside. get hey, way more morning. time in the know. Snyder cut, and he's good, but like, eh, who cares? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Ron Livingston's was played Peter from Office Space. Yeah, he's from that, and um, Friday Night Lights. I think are his like two big things, yeah. right? I guess yeah. one final update for Black Adam is that I think like a few hours ago, The Rock announced the release date, which is July 22nd, 2022, which I think <sighs> is a decade since he was announced as Black Adam. <laughs> which who knows if that'll even hold because like, yeah, hopefully, There's but like everything start, can still get bumped back and bumped back because didn't they announce this week that Black Widow is going to go to the Disney plus like premiere stuff, right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's coming out in July, I, I believe. Yeah. I already talked Black about it. It's like, oh, we'll just, uh, yeah, just hang out and, and rent it. Like, yeah. 30 bucks is like awesome if you're like, yeah, they I, have, I, it would be four people, like just them. And it's like, oh, we'll come over too. And then that's and, great. Yeah, and I haven't taken the bait yet on, on sp- spending 30 bucks on any of those Disney Plus films, but uh, I, I, I spend 30 bucks on, on Birds of Prey. <laughs> like, you if did? you. If you have like two people, it's basically the same price as going to the movies. Uh, so the last thing I want to say about the Flash is that Andy Machetti is still directing this, which I think is kind of funny because I feel like every time I hear about Flash casting news, it's always like a different director. So it's like, oh, <laughs> it, they still have the same director. Andy Machetti is like still well, you know, and, and, and Andy Machetti really does need like a win after it part two kind of didn't stick the landing. Um, but like the script for the movie is going to be done by Birds of Prey is Christina Hodson, and I like I know like some people don't really like that movie. I really love Birds of Prey, so yeah, I'll probably do because I've never seen the first Suicide Squad. I'll probably do that in Birds of Prey right before the next oh, you one. Have it? No, but right before Suicide Squad comes out, <laughs> you haven't seen that first Suicide Squad My movie. God. No, why would I subject myself? Holy I didn't see shit. all those X Men films until like, we watched we don't the other have one. To, like we do not have to record for it, but like we absolutely have to have a watch party for for that first Suicide Squad movie. Okay, yeah. like are we doing <laughs> like, the director's cut? Yeah, I'll do if, if that's what's on HBO Max or whatever. I'll watch why whatever we, is on there. Why don't we fucking just wait for the air cut? Oh God. Uh, Fuck off. There's not like honestly, like there like I get it with the Zack Snyder cut. Like there could have been something there. There's absolutely nothing that like that they could have done to fix Suicide Squad. And I know they couldn't have fixed Suicide Squad, because I saw that guy's follow up in Bright, and Bright is just as bad as Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, the only thing that in all the same ways. That like they took yeah. out that like is goofy is like they made Joker and Harley's relationship not as bad is like from what I've heard like it's not we don't it's not overtly abusive it's still not great and he still does not need to be in there because that movie is already like it's it's like funny that like I'm like saying this like as like the Suicide Squad movie has like double the cast like the Suicide Squad movie already has like a very bloated cast because they don't really know what to do with the characters that they end up throwing in there. Like they have Slipknot part of the team, and his whole thing is like he does knots and then he's dead. Spoiler: He can climb Slipknot. any building. He can climb. That's his power. Like that's it's like literally that's all they like say about him. He can climb. Okay. And yeah. also, he hates women. But yeah, that's that's DC news. Um. So yeah. To go on the other stuff that, like, I guess came out, Invincible came out of what the first three episodes on Amazon. None yeah. of us, ha- I don't think any of us have watched an episode. No, you've seen no. clips, Tyler, but like, I will check it out. I have never read the book, uh, Kirkman's book. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the- glad that there's like anime, like adult animation. Um, sure. Um, I've like, I've, I haven't like read a whole lot of the comic, but I know like a lot of the comic. And I've like seen pages and like whole and I've read like whole issues before. And that book gets like kinda like really gross in its action. And it's like it it's but it's great. Like it's really well drawn, super visceral, but like there's like something so completely different than like seeing a page and then like watching a show where it happens. Um and I and I've said on the show when like that first trailer came out where like it looked a little cheap. 
And I still think that show does still kind of look a little cheap for, like, the money that Amazon has. Um, but, like, you could tell, like, they kind of, like, really do put, like, a lot of the effort into the fights. And the big fight that I saw that was, like, making the rounds on Twitter was just, like, the sound design is just super, like, does, like, so much heavy lifting. Because it's, like, you just feel, like, every hit, like, every gong, like, everything just feels like such, like, a mass, like, adds, like, a thousand pounds of weight to, like, every, like, action. Oh, um, well, that, I'm looking at the cast list, like, that's where they spent their money, like. Yeah. From the top, that was, like, Sandra Oh, J.K. Stevens, Stephen Neon, and then you get to, like, Jillian Jacobs, Jason Manzoukas, just, um, Zachary Quinto, Mark oh, yeah, Hamill, like, Seth it's Rogen. Like a, it's, like, a handful of comedy bang-bang people. <laughs> yeah, um, Mae Whitman, Clancy Brown, Nicole Byer, uh, Fred... Tessator, uh, Mahershala Ali, John Hamm, Ezra Miller, uh, Jamin Hansu. But, uh, but basically I just wanted to say, like, 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 I watch, like, horror films and, like, I've seen, like, a good chunk of body horror. Like, there's, like, shit in that fight, that, that last fight scene that's just super gross, super visceral, like, made me, like, kind of like, made me wince, like, while watching it, and I was like, man, like, I don't know if I can fucking watch this, like, because it's, like, it's, like, all, it's, like, not even, like, a Mortal Kombat, where, like, Mortal Kombat's, like, it's, like, played for the goofiness, like, even, like, watching the Suicide Squad, where, like, King Shark rips a band in half, like, long ways, like, there's, like, there's, like, scenes in that, in that Invincible, like, clip I saw that were just, like, it's, like, super horrific, like, and I don't know if it's, like, going to be, like, for kind of, like, everyone. And, like, I might check it out, like, you know, it once a couple of episodes drop and see, like, kind of, like, how it is. But, like, uh, yeah, that, that initial I, fight is, like, super rough. The, the, I know that the first nine volumes on Comixology Unlimited, whatever. And I'm on the fourth volume, I think. So I'm, I'm going to read as far as that they have, and then I'll probably watch the rest of the show. And it, it, it's really cool. It's really fun. It's really... Uh, unique for the time. Not not that it's not. It doesn't hold up, but it is very much like this started like, in two thousand three. I think. Yeah, it's like right? yeah, it's like Robert Kirkman writing Spider Man as Superman. Yeah, and uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, there, I'm. I, what I saw what the ending everyone was talking about, and like, yeah, when I read that in the comic, I was like, uh huh, and I was like, yeah. okay, I was do like, okay, have, uh, interesting. Up on, on Comicsology, do they also have the? Invincible, the the Marvel team up issue with Spider Man and Invincible. I don't think so. I did not see that. I don't know. I'm check. That's like a really funny comic. Like I, that's like the last. You know, it's like kind of like the last real crossover book I remember Marvel publishing, where it's like, oh hey, here's Robert Kirkman's Invincible, and he he's in like a Marvel team up issue with uh with Spider Man because Robert Kirkman was still like writing Marvel comics at the time. Oh, they're also having a sale from here until May, 50% off. And I guess you can get the three compendiums for... Um, digitally, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah, digitally. You can get the three compendiums for like 18 bucks, 18 bucks, and the last one is 20 yeah, I feel like Amazon should so. have like been like, hey, why don't we redo those books and sell them on Amazon? Like the actual hard copies? Eh, are they hard to find? I, I don't know. Let me check what their prices are on Amazon right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's there. I don't know. I'll check it out too. Like 
it's whatever. Um, I don't know. What was the next thing we wanted to talk about? It's not like I didn't read it. I think it's but... just... Oh, go ahead. I think, I, said, I think we're just talking about Cap and Winter Soldier. I think that's it, unless there's, is there anything else? There's three quick things I kind of want to bring up, like, real fast, and then we'll talk about Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, Alien number one came out this week from Marvel, and I just want to say that, like, going through comics for the week, uh, it was very strange to see an Alien comic not with the Dark Horse logo on it. Oh, like, Alien that, as in, like, the movie? Like, like Xenoverse, or Xenomorph. Like, like, the, like the Xenomorphs, yeah. Like, you know, it's like Dark Horse had been doing alien comics for like a good 30 years and it's just like yep they're like aliens marvel now it's like it's just like very strange you know um uh and then there was a new humble bundle that was announced or that was released yeah i saw that it's like the best of image uh the best year uh the best year of boom studios so it's like uh a lot of stuff they've released within the last year and there's uh for like 25 bucks and they Humble Bundle has like a tier, so you know you could spend as little as a, uh, as much as a dollar to get a bunch of number ones, or you could spend as much as twenty five dollars and you get like a couple different volumes of a lot of different kind of stuff, like uh you know piggybacking on on Invincible if you like dark yeah, yeah. Retel- like darkish retellings of superhero stuff. Uh, you can get the complete irredeemable. Through uh through this bundle for uh in the twenty five dollar yeah plus um, a whole bunch of other stuff that's the like the one I was like ah, I haven't read that I've heard so much yeah and I think I think this is just irredeemable like I I read more incorruptible than I did irredeemable which incorruptible was about the the supervillain becoming a good guy um and I remember liking it at the time but it's been like so long since I've read any of that shit. Uh, but yeah, some of the other stuff is here is like the first two volumes of Once in Future by Kieran Gillian, uh, Something is Killing the Children by James Tinian, uh, Brian Azarello's Faithless, uh, the second volume of Heavy Vinyl, which I really love that first volume of, uh, the quotable Giant Days, which is just full of like really neat quotes from Giant Days, uh, volume four of Fences, which is like a really fun um, all ages comic about fencing. Um, I've only heard good things about these comics, so if you're anyone's yeah. listening and these are, I, I guess I, it sounds like a good deal. Yeah, and I think Boom Studio, like Boom Studios, I kind of feel like is doing the kind of work that Image was doing, you know, a couple of years ago. Like, yeah, I think that's why I mixed them up because I'm trying. I've read a couple of really good Boom Studio stuff recently, and I'm trying to remember which ones they were. Uh, I mean, like they were doing Giant Days for like the longest time. Um, they were also doing, um, oh my god, that other, the other book I really love from, uh, John Allison. Um, but yeah, like, uh, they were doing the Power Rangers comics, they, they're currently the ones that are publishing Buffy, um, they have, like, a lot of really cool, um, create-your-own stuff, stuff for kids, uh, they were doing the Adventure Time comics for years, um, yeah, it's just like a lot of like. Pretty, oh yeah, cool they've been stuff. doing. Did you say like the Power Rangers book? Yeah, um, they've done Claws, which is the Grant Morrison Santa Claus book. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to look and see. I feel like there's like another big one of theirs that like I have read. Uh, but yeah, I I think Boom Studios is like really cool, and like I I was kind of like thinking about the other day, like image like image like for a line that was so strong, like even like five years ago is like. 
I feel like kind of like lost a lot of its shine, and I couldn't tell you why. Because um, I, I still think they're like they're doing like pretty okay books, but like that that company really needs like Saga to come back or like a like a big like a big like you know kind of like megaton book again. Um, because I feel like Boom Studios has kind of taken away like a lot of its like. You know, really cool original series. You know, licensed comics stuff for kids. Yeah, because they did an amazing. I think I own or I did. I don't know if I sold it. Um, that was it. Alien, Alien Three book they did uh, based on the original script. Mm-hmm. And they did that, and that was fantastic. Like I loved what they did with that. Yeah, uh, I believe, I I believe that. The... I believe that's Dark Horse. Was that Dark Horse? Yep. God damn! They, they did the they did the audio book with um the old uh Sean not Sean Bean Michael Bean and the and the guy who plays the android uh, Bishop the guy who plays Bishop yeah, yeah like they had them they had them both came come back like in 2019 to do the audio book and I listened to it and it was it was I was like damn this would have been real cool especially for like the ending of what they set up uh but yeah that humble bundle uh will be up for the next two weeks or 17 days so uh. It's like you got some time, but like you know, if you want to read like a lot of really cool comics for twenty five bucks, like you get a lot there. Uh, the yeah. last thing I, the last thing I wanted to talk about before um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the kind of probably the biggest comic news of the week is that Marvel is dropping Diamond and moving in with Random House as their distributor. I feel like DC did this what like in the beginning of the pandemic, right? Like last summer. They did this about a year ago. Yeah, so like, is this so, is this the death knell of of Diamond? I I don't like. So there's like a lot of people online. Like I think like a lot of older people who think this is like the death knell for like independent comics. And I you know I I don't actually buy it. Like I think you know there's like some people who were like they're like oh so now do comic shops have to uh you know, be in competition with bookstores now, and I'm like, buddy, like, I hate to break it to you, but comic shops have been in, in you know, competition with bookstores since the beginning. So, like, yeah. none of that's really going to change. Like, are there going to be, like, probably exclusive covers and, like, trade covers that are only going to be, you know, at, like, Barnes & Noble and stuff? Possibly. You know, but, like, Image already does that shit. Like, I got... I got a volume of Snack Girl uh, that you could with a cover that you could only get at Barnes Noble, and it's like, but I buy all my single issues at uh, at my local comic store. Like I, I buy two of them because I got they they release two covers. And I get both of them because I'm that much of a Brian Lee O'Malley guy. Um, but I think what's nice about you know Marvel and DC like leaving Diamond as like a reader personally. I, I think like the last year has been kind of hard for me to follow what's going on in DC because previews magazine is like how I know what's coming out. You know, that's how I like mar- like market my budget of what I'm buying. And so I know not to buy too much. And with DC being gone, like I kind of forget D- like what DC books are coming out. Uh, you know, like I know because like my comic shop, like we'll put up like the week's list of what's out that week. But I don't know, like, three months ahead of time unless, like, I remember to look up, you know, their solicitation that they, like, put out themselves. And I kind of feel like the same way is going to be with Marvel now. Like, there'll be some Marvel series I still follow, but for the most part, like, 
I kind of feel like unless I don't like see it like being advertised to me, like I probably won't find it. I think this is, if anything, I think this is like really great for you know, you know, for your images, for your boob studios, for your dark horses, especially like your manga industries you know it's like i currently work in that like i'll that like manga being like this huge blossoming like uh industry that comic shops are finally starting to see that the value of like having a good manga library in their stores and i feel like having the big two like out of this book like we'll folk we'll have like comic shops focus on getting like these independent like works like into their store because you know trades like a, a a good store like has a great trade program like like and that's the only like unless you're like a store that really cradles to like old hardcore readers that are all about like the backlogs like that's not how you like survive as a store i feel like the way you survive as a store is through trades and getting your if you survive to this point which my local place i don't even know i didn't realize i was a mute i was gonna say you actually reminded me of something with talking about the manga do you know what I see going into work when I look into with like when I walk through my high school's library? Uh, my Hero Academia. Uh, I don't see any trades of comic books. I see two different rows of manga. Yeah, huh. like I mean, like full row. Like they have like hundreds of trades of manga because because manga, like you know, it's it's a different medium, and I I I and like. I know that like like Marvel and DC are really trying to like figure out like how to gain like these new readers. But you know why like Saga is such a big juggernaut of a comic for Image because it's it's one story. And like if I, I want to yeah. read Saga, it's like where do I start with Saga? Read Saga Volume One, and then you read Volume yeah. Two. Well, and, like, I was gonna that, say, that, I think the other that, part of it is is like the way manga like they're broken up into sagas like. You could like there are specific like story breakpoints, but it's still one giant story. Yeah, and like comics don't work like it, manga works like kind of like a TV show in seasons. Like yeah, one piece. One piece has been going on since 1999, and like yeah, sure, one piece is super long. It's the meme. It's it is like a thousand chapter book. But guess what? You know how you start on one piece. You read volume one of One Piece, and then you read all the way through. Like, you don't have to pick up, like, any side books. It doesn't do its own... Like, there's no crossovers. It doesn't go into events. And I like events. And I like crossovers. But, like, Miss Marvel at at Marvel Comics was such a huge cultural and sales juggernaut. For Marvel and those trades, like those first couple trades for Miss Marvel, like you could not keep them on the shelf because they were selling so well. And then Civil War Two happened, and then like the book like went into Civil War Two, and then people are like, "Well, like, wait, do I have to read Civil War Two? And already at that point, you lost like thirty percent of your customers. Okay, can I just say from personal experience, people were like, "Oh, you should read Miss Marvel too, Miss Marvel," and I was like, "All right, cool, I'll check it out." And literally, I got to the part where they start doing the Civil War stuff, and I was like, what is going on? I don't want to read these other fucking books. I just want to yeah. read Kamala. Uh, and I literally dropped off, and I have no idea what happens yeah. after that. And it happens all the time. <laughs> like, like to this day, the single worst thing that Marvel had done to Captain Marvel as a book was, like, they 
they, it was like I, they were releasing that book at a time where they were just they just had the biggest boner about like a book doesn't go past twelve issues. If it goes past twelve issues, you restart the book with a new number one. So it got to the point that Captain Marvel, by the time like the Captain Marvel movie came out, had like five new number ones. Like over the span of yeah, like about five think- years. So even when you're reading it in trades, it would be like volume one, volume two, Captain Marvel. And they'd be like Captain Marvel, number one, number two. And then the mighty Captain Marvel, number one, number two. And then it's like, but it's like where where like there's like no timestamp on the sides of the book. Like unless you open it up and then you look at like the watermark of like when this comic was published, but at that point you're asking your customer to do the job of like figuring out the timeline of where the events take place when it should be the company doing that for its customers. But you know, I, yeah. I it, I'm sorry, it's like a, a it's a whole thing I have about like m- comics need to be as customer friendly as possible and and the manga industry does a great job at it. like independent companies do such a great job of it like marvel and dc kind of don't and they need to do a better job like dc like dc like i'll give them this brian alcabandas started on justice league last week and he started on issue 49 so that book is still continuing and it's like all you have to do is like pick up this volume of 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 oh. uh, you know, Justice League. If you want to start reading Brian Michael Bendis, can, can I say one thing though on that? Like, what was it? Future State was the thing that they just had end. Yes, that was oh. a really good time for me to drop a lot of books. <laughs> yep. No, yep. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're, I forgot abs- all. I forgot about the DC books I was reading because I was like, eh, I'll catch up on. I'm, I started reading old shit, and I was like, I'm enjoying reading old shit. <laughs> Yep. No, and you're like completely right. Like, I kind of want to pick up Batman, but like, I'm also at the, at the point. I'm like, God, man, I've read a lot of Batman in my years. It's like, do I do I really want to read Batman right now? But like, you know, like, but at the same time, because like, I I, I pick up like, I have like the Shonen Jump app. It's two dollars a month. I get like new chapters of One Piece and Spy Family and My Hero Academia for two bucks. Ooh, you're like, selling me on you- this app. And it's like why yeah, it's I... pretty good, pretty good. It's like, and you why... can go back to other, other, other series. Like I yeah. just finished uh, Jutsu Kaisen, and it's I actually, real good. Yeah, I, I literally just saw your post about that, and I've seen a lot about Jujutsu Kaisen. Because um, I've been like watching, home? being in school, like uh, with kids again. Like I was like, oh, I'm like, what? What are you guys watching? A couple of kids in the anime, and like everyone said Black Clover. I think I'm at like episode sixty of Black Clover now. Yeah. In, like two Give weeks. Me- shit about Black Clover, but if I want to read Black Clover, there's 287 chapters of Black Clover I could read. Yeah, oh, like, but like, I'm just like, oh, like, and uh, like, I've liked playing with the Funimation app. I've actually been using the Marvel Unlimited because, like, I'm just reading old issues. I'm literally like, I'm at, I've read from, I don't remember what the first part is, but like, basically, when like Cyclops becoming a dick or whatever, to I'm like up to Avengers or X Men versus Inhumans. Uh huh. And like, oh, I've enjoyed reading it this way. I just want to rip through this shit um, and not deal with it. And then I read like my couple of X Men books. And I've been buying way too many omnibuses and haven't been reading them yet. Yeah, um, I did want I to talk about a new, yeah a new comic that I did read, which is I read that Keanu book, Berserker. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing Keanu's a comic book fan. Uh, which which is also a Boom Studio book. Yes. 
I'm guessing he's a fan of 80s and early 90s comic books. It's very 90s comic book. I don't. I. I. I, I it's. It, it, there's. There's. There's some sprinkles of stuff that are interesting, but it very much reminds me of like 90s, maybe some early 2000s, like Wolverine kind of stuff. Because it's like I don't. It's. It's like it's very like it's very violent and it's very graphic. Um, yeah, that's it, kind of it, about the summary of the plot too. Uh, is it Netflix? <laughs> Want to do something with it? Yeah, Netflix are like one issue came out. They bought the rights to do a live action and an anime, which I would say as an anime, this would work. Like, yeah, because it's very like the the style and the story works. Did you read it, Siler? Uh, I did not because like I I just basically like saw Keanu Reeves putting out a comic and it just kind of smelled a lot of just like uh, this is a comic to be made to make a made. movie. To make a movie. And- okay, I'll give you a I'll give you a very simple synopsis. Our guy, I don't remember his name because who gives a shit? Um looks like Keanu Reeves, as you can see in the picture, and oh, he basically God. gets kicked into yeah. sent into military situations because he's unkillable. But he heals slowly, so like it's that's where it's like very Wolverine, but he murders shit a lot. But he also doesn't have all of his memories very Wolverine like. Like it's very Wolverine, except maybe he's a god and he doesn't know where he comes from, and they're working with him. But he's been around based on some of the things that he said for like thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like if Wolverine, oh no, what's the character? What's the DC character? Like I was there. Um, yeah. The bad guy who's always who's lives forever. Oh, Vandal Savage. Vandal Sa- it's like if Vandal Savage went Wolverine. Like that's this book. So, um, so he's basically just Wolverine. Yeah, but like he's been around longer. Like it has a little bit of that powers thing, but not as fun. Of like yeah. he's been around for forever. Maybe he's a god. If I if uh, I was a, like honestly, I saw Berserker and I was like, man, if I was a smarter comic book reader, I would just buy like. All the all the all the variant copies and just sit on them for about five years and then just sell them all. But I'm like, I'm I am like not about that life. Yeah, I don't care enough. I, I did that for night. I did. I waited about a month for Naomi, and I made some money on that. Well, I I bought <laughs> Naomi because I I like that comic. Oh, I bought and it I, and I liked it, and then I saw eBay prices. I was like, huh, I could buy an Omni with this. Yeah, I, I mean, like like my my famous like my famous like I got a book. Before it got big, was I was reading Nicks from Marvel because I was just like really into X Men. I was picking up a bunch of different X Men books, and I ended up picking up all of Nicks. And Nicks number three is the the one where they introduce uh, Laura Kinney. So I have uh, oh first appearance of Laura Kinney. I have a first appearance of Laura Kinney that's Ooh. like that I actually like. I like kept in a back and board for like the longest time, and I moved when I fi- finally moved down to Portland. There was a, like my current store; they send in stuff to um, get graded, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, I'll I'll get I'll get this book graded." And I ended up finding out I have a nine point five Nick number nice. three. So it's like it's like it's a nine hundred dollar comic, and I'm like, "Oh, cool! Like I only spent like five bucks on it. <laughs> five bucks, we, <laughs> four. We, what are you talking about? This was a three dollar comic guy, oh. and I, and that was like my copy I bought off the shelf, and I'm like, 
Oh, that's know. awesome. I've only done that, and it was literally like I bought an Omni off of, I don't know where, like Mercari or something, like the first Snyder Omni. And I traded it for like, I don't know, recently for like something else that was like, I bought it for like 30 bucks. And I traded it for an Omni that was over 100. Yeah, which you was know, like, I mean, it's like I have Young Avengers number one. That's basically the first appearance for like all my favorite Ooh. characters now. I got like the free comic book day comic for the Umbrella Academy. Uh, uh-huh. which is which is like a you know six hundred dollar comic now, but it's like all that stuff is like. Oh, I should great. look there. I kept all my free comic book day stuff from like the last like six years. I should look around. Yeah, like, um, I mean, and that's all stuff like I just bought because like I liked it. I read it mm-hmm. and I back and boarded it. You know, it's like, um, yeah. I like there's that's like another thing about comic books where I just feel like sometimes like I just like feel like people just like. Try and chase the dragon of like. Oh, that's the. Is. I lived that's a, that there's world. a whole culture about that. Oh, that comes from yeah. baseball cards, and like that's what my dad did, and like I, I could, I could he, not, like I could not imagine like being a like a fan of some, like I can't imagine like chasing something to make money on and not be a fan of it. No, well, that's like that kind of. It's like a weird thing because it was a specific era in like the late '80s, early '90s. Because, like, people were doing it because they enjoyed it, and then it was like, oh, these cards, like, you can make money off them, and they went from cards to comics to, like, Beanie Babies and, like, that kind of thing. And Beanie Babies kind of blew, like, pop the bubble, although pop figures at certain points have been there as well. Because that's the only thing, like, that I've bought for, like, nothing, and I've bought a gaming computer off of pop figures I sold. Yeah, and, like, you know, and... Yes. (laughs) And I'll be like completely honest. It's like the to see the comics industry still trying to like cater to like the speculator yeah, market. It's the just like <laughs> it's like, and you bring it up. It's like sports cards tanked, Beanie Babies tanked. Like the speculator market of the '90s tanked. Like the comics Everything. industry. Like, yeah. DC was bought by uh, Turner, and Marvel went bankrupt, and were like, well, luckily, like you know, brought back and then became a billion dollar company. But like a lot of companies went bankrupt during that era. And it's like, do you guys like not see this? It's kind of like the, if you were actually being honest about like Stanley's career, like that's what he did that like is really like his, him selling those rights saved Marvel at that time period. Mm -hmm. And like, that's only like, that's the, his biggest contribution is that he saved that company from going under, um, at that moment. Um, but you were talking about the Young Avengers before is a good segue, I think, into one oh, of the yeah. many things. Absolutely. Um, so let's. So we've had two episodes of Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. Only four more left. Episode one was pretty cool, but I think there's like, unless there was, was there anything in episode one that you, either of you guys want to really talk about? Because I feel like episode two is like has all the stuff. Uh, I mean, issue or issue. Episode one is like a lot of like set dressing, where it's like. You know, it's a world building of like yeah. the blip and like which I do like a lot because that both shows because I think I was talking to like my wife's little cousin. So timeline wise, WandaVision is like six weeks after the blip, after everyone comes back. Then it's Falcon Winter Soldier starts a little after that, and uh Spider-Man Far From Home is almost like six or seven months after people come back. Yeah, it will in in and far from home deals with the blip and kind of like a wink in the nod and kind of like a yeah. ha kind it's of It's very thrown away, yeah. One well, vision like, this like deals with it. 
Well, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is like, there's like people who like, okay, so it's like that, like the idea that like things were pretty like well handled like during the blip, like social and political wise, and then everyone came back, and now everyone's like trying to go back to the way it used to be, and you know. And like there seems to be a focus more on the people who, who are just gone. Came, who are who are gone than there are the people who are currently still here. Well, that's and, what we hear from one specific source. But I no, well, you know, you know, we hear from um the Falcon sister, where it's like she, you know, it's like she had to kinda like handle everything while he was gone. There's yeah. like a there's like a line about um like le- I think it's from the Flag Smashers where they're talking about like world leaders and oh health, yeah, that they and health yeah. Of which is like a a biased source. I, I'll give it to you, but like it makes the Flag Smashers like I don't know, like I I sympathize with them more than I, I guess I bring it up because like in the first episode when they go to the bank, it's like oh you don't have any income over the last five years, and he's like uh guy I uh, didn't exist for five years. Yeah, and, like so it's kind of it's very perspective based. Um. But yeah, it's like really good world building in that first episode, like both with Falcon and Winners, like and kind of the Flag Smashers and the other guy, like we get a lot of good world building with them. Yeah, Sam Wilson's kind of coming off like a real dick in this series though. And I'm kinda like and I'm kinda like and it's i think it's like we and this goes into the episode too, but I feel like, you know, he gave up the shield and like there's like that that you know, that kind of like big talk to talk with Bucky and Sam about oh. and, like Bucky basically like leaves it on the table about like oh yeah he puts it all on the table like literally leaves it all on the table of, like how he feels about it and Sam like yeah meh, meh, well you know we'll do our <sighs> thing and then we won't have to talk to each other and I'm like guy like it's like I understand that there's like really is something more to Sam that he's like not letting on but like oh, I think I, it's I don't think it, I think it's it's. I feel like it plays into that whole second episode. It's like I think it's the whole racial angle that they're being very subtle with, but I think it's very. They're doing it very well. I think he's like you don't get it. Like I feel like at least how I was taking it, it's like they wouldn't accept a black Captain America, and, and that's, that's why I didn't take up the shield. And that's the thing. Like I, I'm like very worried about uh, on the Falcon, the Winter Soldier is like it's like there's like very. It's there's like very obvious like like undercurrents of like racism and the choice of like the choice of John Walker being the U.S. agent is like not it's it's, it's not like an accident. <laughs> it's not an accident at all and no. given like the history of that character within the comics and what he represents like is not an accident on why they chose oh, him no. which I, what which I thought was like very. I, actually, I'm not going to get into it because, like, it, it it sounds very shitty if I say it out loud. No, no, I'm going to say, like, I, especially on that, I was worried a bit about what you're kind of, like, alluding to until that second episode when it's, like, when they get to that, when they get to Baltimore and, like, that initial conversation Falcon has with that kid when it's, like, oh, shit, Black Falcon's, like, nah, it's just a Falcon. Like, yeah. I wouldn't call you Black Kid. I'm, like, all right, this show is definitely going at a certain thing, which I I took that as a direct dig at DC because that's how DC does ethnicity, like in, like diversity, is like black versions of characters 
or mm. like throwing the little black in front of their name, like Black Lightning. Um, as someone who's a big DC person, like I see yeah. that. Um, but then like the whole conference, like if you like that scene when they go into the house, well, one the whole like going to Baltimore, that whole neighborhood, and when they go in, like if you watch, um. Anthony Mackie's face, like he does so much in that scene without saying a fucking word, and I have to like curse here because like he doesn't say a thing, and you just read the whole his face. It's just like it's just like holy shit, like this guy. It's like wait a second, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. Like wait, like it's just like all the gears turning in his head, and then it starts to happen when they go outside, and then when the cops show up, I'm like oh, I was like I was actually kind of not even kind of I was surprised Marvel was even going there. Like Disney was going there because yeah, it was I think, pretty obvious what that was about. Sure, and I think like that's like kind of like my biggest fear about the series is like so like the Punisher, the Netflix series, the Punisher. Like, and I like I feel like that show does like a lot of window dressing of being like gun control <laughs> and like how we treat um, you know people who come back from war and like the undercurrent of right-wing racism and xenophobia mm. but like i feel like at the end of the day does nothing with them it basically just uses them as window dressing to to tell like a story but not really comment on any of it and like okay, that's yeah. like my that's, and that's like my different and, there was a and, different group doing that stuff sure but like that's like netflix like yes. disney is like the biggest like franchise juggernaut in the world and like yes. they're also the biggest coward when addressing this kind of shit sure and that's like my biggest fear with a series where you're going to be like dealing with like race and pol politics and the world government and how people are treated and all this other stuff it's like are they going to actually do something with it to say something or are they just going to use it for like window dressing and I, I get, like, in episode two, to me, there's some stuff where they're trying to say something, but I, like, I, like, want to, like, also hope at the end of the day, it's just not all, like, window dressing. Oh, yeah. I, I think that how they did it worked really well for me in that it wasn't, like, look at, look at the cops come. Like, it was all just, like, it was show, don't tell. And, like, mm -hmm. you could see it all. And I, to me, it's, like, like from what I've heard Anthony Mackie talk about and like as a person out in the world, like I, I feel like he wouldn't well, he wouldn't be part of that in a way, like as in the scenes he's in, like that scene with the cops, like is very much like very it is showing a thing. Like it is a black guy and a white guy talking for what, like a minute and the cops roll up and they're rolling up because they're just rolling up through the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it's immediately to like, is he bothering you? Like that is like barely subtle. That's like I mean, subtle anything, you have no context for race yeah. in America. Um, so I think like, and I wasn't should, expecting that at all. So, so like, as a basic like outline for this episode, you know, we are introduced to John Walker, the new current Captain America. Um, who has like his own like sidekick? Who's like his good friend? Who's a comic book character? I had yeah. no idea. I literally was like, "Cool." I was, like, He's cool. a comic book character, cool. and yeah, Battlestar. Uh, which is like that is a 
Oh, this character. Oh, okay. Like I'm looking at his Wikipedia. I'm like, yeah, I've seen that character. Like it's like yeah. one of those. It's like one of those background characters that shows up every once in a while, and you're like, oh, like that's his name. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they're introduced to this new Captain America because essentially, uh, the Falcon at some point at the end of Endgame relinquished the the shield to the government, and the government had like a a ninja warrior type, I guess, decathlon <laughs> to find the new Captain America, and John Walker was the guy. Would you uh, watch that though, American like, Ninja Warrior to pick, to pick the next Captain America? And it, and it was like The Bachelor. And it was, but it was like, <laughs> and then like the the rose is basically the Captain America shield at the end of the show, which it is. They do show like he, for as far as we know, is not enhanced. He is yeah, kicking ass with that shield, and he's not, and he's not essentially because like you know, j- like, and I've joked about it before, but you know that John Walker is the right wing Captain America, but he, you know, he's basically oh, like that him so bad. Sorry. I just, you know, saw the, but, I just saw the Battlestar costume. It's bad. But, you know, like, John Walker is, you know, when when Captain America in the 80s doesn't, like, refuses to be, like, Captain America. Um, when he becomes Nomad, I think, right? Yeah, because, you know, the Reagan era happens and Captain America doesn't like where the, comp- uh, the country the is going. going. Because, like, hey, you guys, politics and comics never happen, am I right? Um, yeah, so Captain America yeah. quits being uh, Captain America, and then the villain, and then John Walker, who was known as the Super Patriot, ends up becoming who was originally a villain, I believe, of Captain America, right, or an antagonist in some way. Yeah, because he's the Super Patriot. He's he believes in the ideology and 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 the nationalism of America. Like he believes that everything within the government it does is right. Uh. And like, and that's not to say that that's a right wing idea or a left wing idea or like whatever, but like that's essentially like he he is the he is like the weapon of the U.S. government. Like he's very Adam, much Captain Adam without the powers, and it, it, that's very much what not Steve Steve Rogers fights for the ideology of what America can represent, not what the American like, what the American government, like, wants him to represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stands so, for, like, he, the he's concept. Also, Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was, I forgot where I saw the interview, but one of the writers said that, and I know John Walker in the comics is a little more douchey and everything, but he said that uh, he's right the comics like that, that John Walker could not be chosen to be Captain America because everyone already knows what Captain America is, not just in the universe, but in uh, as in the fans, it's like if we gave them the douchey, they would immediately like be like, "Eh, why, why, why would you do this?" And it's like they gave it to someone who deserves it as much as one person could in in the military. If if I, Falcon and Bucky were to give it up, I, I I absolutely disagree with that because I feel like you could have like a guy who performs that well, but then also like you know have the talking points of a Lindsey Graham or. You know, or whatever. And, they kind of play and, with that in this. Like, again, you guys, we're like not that far removed from four years of Donald Trump, who was just elected into oh, the White House. I think they're definitely like, playing with that in this show. That is definitely like because the guy who Falcon gives the shield to is the guy that presents him at the end. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like yeah. that presents Walker. And I think it's shown like what we get of our introduction to Walker is very much like he is essentially not a bad guy. And I say that in like he is not a terrible like he's not a sure. like, he's not a, he's not a bad guy. He's not an evil he, that's probably better. He's not an evil person. But like yeah. we see through the episode that he is still an arrogant D bag, but like he is an arrogant D bag that like we all kind of know, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he's like, that he, I guy. Like he kind of has. He kind of has to have a sense of, hey, I am Captain America. The same. I mean, like you know, see, like he's, like, I'm Captain America. Like, it's like, what else do you want me to do? He spends yeah. most of the episode trying to get validation from possibly the only two people who could ever make him Val- feel comfortable. Yeah. Oh, and you're 100 right. Yeah, I also think them doing it. that 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 scene in the locker room and like, oh, it's his locker room and he peels and his name is still there. It's like, yeah, this guy would have been like. The court, like maybe not the quarterback, but he would have been like a star on the football team. He's your every man America, Midwest, like mid Southwest kind of a guy. Um, and I love all the stuff that they do, like with like it's always like I love the fucking always the last thing, like it's always the last line. He's like, oh, yeah. can you really use Cap's wingman? And he's just like, oh, and like gets off. Um, and then all the stuff when they're like when Bucky gets arrested, he's like comes and helps. Like he is a douche. He's like, well, you're not gonna, you're not gonna work with me. Stay the hell out of my way. Um. So yeah. So we have like the stuff with like the which, which basically like feels like a like John Walker running onto the field and having like the 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 guest spot on the Today Show is basically like the the twenty twenty one version of him doing the USO show. Yeah. Oh, it's even it's like it's the whole like, like it's the NFL present like. The U.S. Army is presenting the 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 national anthem at the Super Bowl this year. Like they like, even he even comes out to the Star Spangled Man. Like yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I it's so good. Oh, it's uh, very. It's it's definitely he's just like, and it's in. I don't know if they say the town, but it's like it feels definitely like Texas or Oklahoma, like kind of like um, mid south. Like it, so it's I, from wherever he's from. It's like big high school football Friday Night Lights country. I, I saw someone say, "Oh, high schools don't have that big of a football field. That's ridiculous." And everyone from the Midwest is like, "Nah, that's how big our football stadiums are." Because we, yeah, we I, I would them. be like, "Hey, dummy! There's like high schools that have like multi-million-dollar stadiums, like in this country." Yeah. Uh, so then the other part of the episode at the begin or at the midpoint is uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky working together, uh, trying to under undercover like what like what's the deal with the flag smashers um and they're like you know they don't get along because bucky's mad that falcon gave up the the shield and sam just like get off my back Um, it's fun it's like very like let's go in there and smash no like why don't we see where they go get some intel bucky bucky's a bit of a literature nerd because uh he's like hey i was there during like the first you know i I read oh i read the first i read token when it came out Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a good line. <laughs> um, yes, and like no um, one read Token out when it came out. No one read that. It, it, the the hype came later, so you're in. Oh, I feel like it's also like in this episode because I, I don't think I asked this question in one of the group chats. It was never, as far as I know, not fully. It was very. It was like hinted at, but this episode confirms Bucky at some point got a super soldier serum in some form or fashion because he is doing yeah. wild shit. Like, what, um, he he survives a, a fallout of a plane. Two hundred foot drop, 
And like he doesn't use his arm. Like I thought it would be like, hey, he oh, uses his arm. He like, kind of like me. elbow drops the earth, but like but he, it's with, up but with his organic arm. But with his organic arm, not with the metal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just struck that up to just like Soviet technology. No, I think it's it's very much alluded to in the first Avenger that when Cap rescues him, that Zola had been doing shit. And oh, I right, think that's where like, say, like, they say yeah. that like he got a form of the super soldier serum there. Yeah. Um, and also in Black Widow, we're gonna see presumably like the what's his name, Red Guardian, Red Russian, who like that? Yeah, like he's, Red Guardian. He's I think, gonna, right? He's also yeah. gonna have like some sort of super yeah. soldier serum. Which is yeah. again, yeah, that's what which, we see. Which is, is that's which, this. yeah, basically this is a series of like you get so- super soldier serum and you get super soldier yeah. serum. Like, Everybody uh, gets super soldier serum. Like, there's eight of them. They all have super soldier serum. What the shit? And they get yeah. all four. So they're fighting, or uh, the Winter Soldier and Falcon so, fighting, and then. U.S. or Captain America, yeah, and- specifically all the flags, all the all the people who are considered part of the flag smashers have the super soldier serum. So someone who is at the head of like this program gave like the serum to these people. Yep. Uh, also, there was like a really funny line where they like Bucky and Sam are talking about Wakanda and Sam oh, yes. he's calls like, oh, Bucky the, the White Panther. The, he's like, the white no, Panther. he's like, no, I'm the white wolf. <laughs> and he's like, wait, I what? Saw, <laughs> I saw someone like change like the logo to be um, Black Falcon and White Panther. Cause there's that kid. He's like, Hey, you're Black Falcon. He's like, no, nah, it's just Falcon, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually awesome. Um, yeah. And then they go through that stuff and they're like, they, that's where they meet with Walker and whatever the fuck his name is. And then they, they I, I do off. like that. I do like that they're like walking down the road, and then they and then uh, they pull up in the jeep. Walker, yeah, Walker and Battlestar stop, and they're like, "Hey, come on, get in!" Like they're like, like they, it's they like are six miles to, be- to the next. Yeah, it's also like they're they kind of come off as like fanboyish, which makes sense. Yeah, but like they're douches about it. But yeah, then they leave, and it's like. Then that's where uh, Bucky's like, all right, I think I might have something. And then that's where we get the Baltimore scene, which is mm-hmm. we reveal and it's like he brings him in like a house. Like, oh, tell him. It's like, oh, what, knocks on the door and a young which, kid opens. Which this is like the moment of the episode where I was just yes. like, I'm like, oh, I'm like so fucking up for this. And like, it, I, I want to yeah. know like the ramifications of like all this stuff going forward. It opens up so much of the world. So like, yeah, the, the kid, a kid opens the door. It's like, oh, tell him. It was this guy from like something in Saigon. Thailand or something, right? Saigon. Saigon. Yeah, he's, like, tell him, and, yeah, he's like, tell him the guy from the bar in Saigon is here. It, so they let him in, and it's Isaiah. Oh, what the fuck is his last name? Bradley. Uh, Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. So, first off, that actor has been in a million things. Probably most really? notably that uh, anyone listening to this would know him from is he is the voice from the Justice League cartoon of Martian Manhunter. Oh, shit. And he also plays Martian Manhunter's dad in Supergirl because they did that. Um, huh. But yeah, he is a gigantic, very imposing, large black man. Um, I mean, and he plays this so goddamn good. Yeah. Uh, he also plays uh, Dick Holleron in uh, the new Doctor Sleep and says Batman. Yeah, he is huge. Um, and he's so imposing. And then we see him like. It's like, oh, talking. It's like, oh, I just wanted to see if you grew the arm back. And there's like some banter. And then like he flips out and throws an ashtray and it like sticks in the wall. And then it's like, oh shit, he's a super sh- soldier. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking Isaiah Bradley. Like the fucking first. 
like he's the black Winter Soul, uh, the black Captain America. Like yeah. from yeah, which is like like kind of like a really cool comic. And when I like realized that that was like Isaiah Bradley, I like was like, oh shit. That that kid who opened up the door, that's Eli, who's like yeah, in that's Young Avengers. The Patriot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's all his big uh things to stop for. He was an alias, men of honor, a cure for wellness, and the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Um Damn. Those that are his make- big four things. But yeah, most people would probably know him as the voice of Martian Manhunter. Oh, he was in I don't even know what the hell is. Uh he does a lot of voice work because he has such a commanding voice. But yeah, like, and we basically learned that like uh, they gave him the super soldier serum. He did a bunch of stuff, but then they didn't want a black man running around as a Captain America, and so they imprisoned him until like yeah. basically Infinity War. Like it feels like. Well, if he was in, if he was in jail for thirty years, and he was in the Korean War in fifty, fifty whatever, he probably got out in the eighties or. Now. Yeah, like the okay, so he got out in like the eighties or yeah, like the mid eighties. So which, which like I really do like love like the the part like what like Falcon is basically like lack for a better word like shell shocked by all of this because like could you imagine yeah. like how different like like nineteen sixties Marvel comics like e- like even like. <laughs> You know, it's oh, like, just not, not not even to say like our world, but basically like how different nineteen sixties like Marvel comics would be if there was like a black Captain America. Well, he basically it's like all right. So in the MC world, we know Captain America is in the forties. He's like the only superhero that exists. And then we have Ant Man and the Wasp working in what like the seventies or sixties, and mm-hmm. that's like military yeah. only. So basically, he, what Falcon learns is there was a black superhero that existed in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. And not even a superhero. He was very much like a, a government... A like, patriotic dog. superhero, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's and a like, shame that, like, it's, it's, it's a shame that we already, like, blew our load on Nuke, because, like, this basically opens the door on Nuke. Well, yes and no. We don't know how recast, continuity recast, exists yeah. with all that Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. Because um, they, I, they I don't do, even I, call him Nuke in Jessica Jones. I, I really hope we get to see. I know we probably won't because there's limited time, but I want to see a young Isaiah Bradley just whooping Bucky's ass back in fifty one. That would be a like, cool show for them a, to do. Because he's all like, he's like, yeah, I met this motherfucker in fifty one. I took half that fucking arm with me. Yeah, yeah oh, I love that stuff. Go. Imagine if they did a, def- um, was it Invaders? But instead of it being Cap, they used Isaiah, and that's how we introduced the original Human Torch and Namor. Oh, we don't oh. need the original Human Torch. Well, whatever you know, but like that kind of era of characters, like yeah. it would just be fun. And yeah, and then Isaiah existing is like you said, like Isaiah's kind of other thing is that his grandson becomes Patriot. Yeah, becomes Patriot. Yeah. Who's the leader of the Young Avengers? Who we have, we know they're kind of setting up based on we know yep. Casey Lang is a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, Kate and Bishop like, is a thing. And, and Eli no way is, don't set it up. And Eli is definitely like a character within the Young Avengers of like, if, if like, he's like the leader, but like, of all the, like, of ever, all those characters that have come and gone since then, I, I feel like he's like one of those characters that's been like, definitely like super underutilized in a lot of ways he, he shows so, up in that um ms marvel squirrel girl thing 
that they did animated. He's in that. Sure, but like I, I'm like you know they they do this stuff with like you know um, in the original Young Avengers run, and then they do like some stuff in like Children's Crusade. But then like when Carrie and Gillen takes over for the book, like you know he's not a member for that book. Like uh, you know he's basically like kind of traded out for you know Miss Miss America, Marvel Boy, and Prodigy, mm-hmm. and, and Loki. But you know that's all. That's also just like. You know, but you know they they kept you know Kate Bishop around um, for that book, but you know like yeah, and like I think Satcher was also like dead at that point because they killed her for some reason. Children's Crusade because like we got an event, we got to kill someone, and then they like throw a, a dart at a board and like oh we're killing her I guess. They didn't doom like blow her up or something. But she's back. Uh, they they gave her like a really cool new costume, and she and she was just like recently in the uh, Ant Man mini. Um. Oh my God. She actually does have a really cool name. Like I, I forgot what it was. Let me go like find it again. Anko. No. Wait, whose name? It, it's Cassie Lang. Uh, isn't she stature? Well, yeah. She's. Oh yeah. She. Uh, she ends up becoming Stinger, and she gets oh. like a really cool new costume. Yeah. It's. It's. It's in the most recent Ant Man mini. Okay, that's like way after I would have been reading. Yeah, because the last time I I had read anything with her, she was definitely just like, oh, is it this like purple suit? Yeah, with like the Ant Man helmet. Okay, I have a picture of it. Can yeah, she this still is... grow? The finger sounds like it's not. It's very wasp, but with Ant Man's helmet. And her stature costume is like very boring. It's basically just like a domino mask and then like a shield outfit, I guess. That's. I mean, you know. That ain't bad, you know. You don't, you don't need anything yeah. flashy. Her stature costume is like very yeah. boring. This is this is from the the comic with like the art. Yeah, because her stature costume is like very plain. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like Janet Man's costume. Yeah, it's it's very generic Marvel Shield esque. Both costumes are completely fine. You know, not everything um, has to be ten out of ten. Uh, but yeah, man, I I man, I should go back and like finish this Ant Man run because I I read like. The first two issues, and I thought it was like really fun, and I think I just like forgot about it. And <laughs> that's a just... good image <laughs> of her like stomping on the guys. Yeah, yeah, it's like it comes off as like, oh, you can tell that character is very young. Yeah, that seems kind of cruel. I mean, kind of messed up, you know. You could. Yeah, the only thing like I ever read of they're, her was they're, when, like they're aim agents. Who cares? Yeah, when they were like oh, Avengers Academy, it's like the only time I've ever read anything with her. Yeah, and that book's good. There's like a handful of like those Avengers Academy characters who were like really cool in that book, like Finesse, who just like that book ended and then you just like never saw him again. Which is whatever, also, yeah, whatever happened what, to that kid who had a Sentinel? Oh, uh, see, like, he, that's he, he he died. He got killed in Avengers oh? Arena. Oh, okay. Because like I was reading like again, like I read all those like X Men stuff, and part of it takes place with the Avengers Academy, and like one of the parts of like the Phoenix Five is like that kid with the Sentinel, and they're like. What the fuck do you have a sentinel for? It's like it's my friend. It's like fuck your friend. That yeah, thing is yeah. built to kill us. I yeah, was like, so, <laughs> that gets yeah, wrong. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, um, Avengers Academy ends, and then there was like one other kids' book that died that that like ended like around the same time, and then um, they introduced Avengers Arena, which uh, was written by Dennis Hopeless and, and uh, drawn by Kev Walker. Uh, it, which is what is it like? Deadly class, but X Men. Uh, yeah, it's basically Battle Royale or the Fly. <laughs> oh, Battle Royale—that's uh, what I was thinking of. But like, um, but yeah, 
It's so, so, so good. Uh, it's like, I think it's like 12 issues, or maybe 16. <laughs> uh, 16 teenage superheroes are put on an island um, designed by Arcade, because it's basically Murder World, and then because he's inspired by several books, he decides to throw like a bunch of teenage superheroes onto an island who are like have to force to kill each other until there's one left. Um, what is it called again? I'm sorry. Avengers Arena. So like the team affiliations were basically they had Hazmat, Metal, Reptile, and Darkhawk from the Avengers Academy. Uh, they oh, had like wait, was that Darkhawk related to like the Darkhawk? The yes. Oh God. Uh, and then you had Anachronism, Apex, Colin Bloodstone, uh, Kid Britain, and Nara from the Braddock Academy, which is basically the Xavier Institute, but it's in uh, the UK and deals with magic. And Brian, uh, and then uh, Kid Blood, and then Bloodstone was basically the brother of um, Elsa Bloodstone from Next Wave. Wait. So they had another sibling? No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm mixing up Elsa Bloodstone with somebody else. Uh, then you had Scammy, who was the kid character from Annihilation. Uh, not Annihilation. Um, the, the, uh, oh my god, what, what was the name? It was like that big cosmic event in the early 2000s that had like the, gar- the relaunch of Guardians of the Galaxy. No, that was Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah, and she was like the best, she like is like the girl that hangs around with Drax of the Destroyer. Oh, so, okay. So she was, so she's on the island and then Chase Oh, they have some runaways in this I'm saying. Yeah, so Chase and Nico from the Runaways and then they have Deathlocket who is like a girl a female Deathlock. Yes. <laughs> uh Jason Seifert who is the kid who is like the the kid with the Sentinel. Who is killed by Apex? Uh, who is like he ain't got no powers. I have a picture of like all the names. And then Red Raven dies in the first issue, and then Laura Kinney. And, and they Which Laura Kinney Laura- is not gonna die. <laughs> She's the only person that's a name. And, and, but like, and, and she was a wild card because you were like, oh shit, like, like she oh, basically shit. one can't die, but also like. Yeah, man, this book was so cool and rad. I might read this this week because this is ridiculous. The fact that like Darkhawk is even here because that's an insane character. Because like, uh, isn't Darkhawk like two people who are sort of brother and sister, but also a couple combined into one originally? I possibly like I do not know a whole lot about Darkhawk, which is also a character that appears in Guardians Two because Stallone plays one half of Darkhawk and Kelly Hugh. So Kelly Hugh, I can't yeah. remember the actress's name. Plays the other half. God, I forgot about Death Locket. She and she hasn't shown up in a book in a while. But yeah, she, so basically they did Avengers Arena, which got a lot of hate, like when it first came out. But I thought it was in and, and, and history. History has shown that book is really good. And oh, I thought I've only heard good things about it. Oh, this is an awesome cover. If I could own this cover, I'm gonna post it in here. Is like, it? Is it? I, the, the Avengers Arena number one, where it's Bal Royale. No, it's all oh. the characters, but it's eight bit. Okay, so that was the other thing with Avengers Arena, where it was like they definitely like knew that they were cribbing from other things because like the first issue is very obviously like Bal Royale, and then oh, the cover, yeah. and the cover for the second issue was very clearly um, uh, Lord of the Flies, and the third issue was like very clearly an analog to this other thing. 
Uh, but yeah, so basically, they did Avengers Arena, then they did Avengers Undercover, and, and Avengers Undercover was like the surrendering kids, like like un- being undercover agents to figure out like who like actually paid Arcade to do the thing. Um, oh my god! All this did was remind me of like a very bad version of this that DC did in New Fifty Two that was fucking horrendous. Oh yeah, where they like introduce um, they kill Artemis Ar- off. Yeah, they introduce <laughs> Artemis and then they kill her in the same issue, and it's like, oh great, like what a great way to introduce with like, a character with the bad guy who I don't think they ever explained who he is, what he is, what his purpose was. Yeah, there's a really like I know he's like a very polarizing uh, um, person within the YouTube community, but like Linkara does like a really good like review of the new Fifty Two uh, Teen Titans with especially the um, the art, the calling. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it was called. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Um, where, where they yeah they do like all that stuff like yeah man that book fucking sucks man it makes no goddamn sense whatsoever either that's where like they introduce like gen 13 and some other characters but like but are... it's not gen 13 it's like it's like they they introduce like their child and she's barely like the character that you want and then she's like, the only character they introduce like like from from gen 13 and it's like mm-hmm. what's the point you know, it's like, if you're not gonna, it's like, it goes back to, like, the Suicide Squad. It's like, if you're gonna adapt the Suicide Squad, do, like, I want, like, the, like, the, the, the 90s version of, like, those characters, or, like, not that maybe the 90s version, but, like, the version of those characters that I really like. You know, Grunge doesn't have to be, like, a surfer guy, but you could do, like, a 2020 analog of what a surfer guy would be, you know, um, and it was like, but of course they didn't do it. They were like, oh, hey, here's a stupid generic alien guy. Here's Fairchild, who's like completely different. And we'll call it Gen 13. And it's like, fuck off. New 52 had so many bad ideas. Yep. All right. I think we've spun off on enough tangents and we're almost at midnight on the East Coast. So we. Yeah. So basically, the, 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 last thing, the last thing of this episode was basic uh, of Falcon the Winter Soldier was like, Oh hey, we know Let's a guy go. who knows all the ins and outs of late game Hydra. Let's go talk to Helmet Zemo. Yep. So yeah, and we know that he's going to be there, and we know he's going to have the sock on his head. So I cannot wait for Friday. Uh, I cannot wait for the eventual like introduction of the Thunderbolts. Oh, I my my big theory is, and this will be the last thing I'll say is like, I think we're getting a state sponsored Avengers sort pseudo hammer. I don't know if they were going to get Norman, because I don't know where the rights are, but I think we're getting a version of that Dark Avengers team. Oh, yeah. That'd be like, cool. And there are rumors of like a Red Hulk somewhere for something. I can't remember what uh, movie or show. Maybe like it was Red or She-Hulk or something. But like, there's rumors of a She-Hulk, and it would be an interesting way to have like a Dark Hawkeye, and like we already have... like another Cap-ish character and Iron Man's dead. Like it would make sense in this world to have like a state sponsored team. All right. Um, quick round of plugs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at John J O H N underscore F N underscore Siler S C I L E R. Um, where I just like, you know, retweet work stuff, uh, memes about the new Lil Nas X song. Cause that song is fucking killer. Uh, and other things. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me there, follow me there. Yeah, don't forget to rate review uh, these episodes. 
five stars. Tell a friend. Tell them. Um, and our episode of Alita Battle Angel will be coming out real soon. Um, yeah. Leo, did you have anything? Are you still with us? Did you fade into the darkness? He succumbed to his in- injuries. <laughs> his, his injuries. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Oh, he's typing. It's his last will and testament. He's muted. He said, fuck Connor McGraw. Oh, that's sad. Why are you starting shit, Leo? He, what was this? I, I hope King Kong beats shit out of Godzilla. Oh, that's a, that's a strong take, my friend. You think Kong is going to strap on for Godzilla? Okay. I don't know if he has to, unless he's trying to DP him. All right. Leo's going off in the chat, so we'll catch you guys next time. We, I, we might have to, like, disable his chat function. All right. Later, guys. Adios. All right. See y'all later. So I guess I'll join the Great Lakes Avengers. I'm from the membership, so I did accept a fair walk into disaster. I find I'm gonna go to something that cannot be sold, cause they're the worst shoes of all time. It's remarkable, they never stop crying. Sitting full time with big beer and vibes, so I guess I'll stick around.